Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got a lot to discuss. The Mets are losing. The Yankees are winning. Other teams happen, but this is East Coast bias. We don't care. Trev doesn't want to talk about you. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today on this Friday episode. My name's Jimmy. Jake is not here. Trevor's in California. And BBD behind the dish. We will talk about all the other teams on the West Coast as well, even though Trevor doesn't want to. Uh, Jake's not here. He's golfing in, is he in Salt Lake City? So if you're there, go beat him up. Um, with his Oklahoma friends. That's why I thought he was in Oklahoma. It's like a fantasy football draft golf tournament that he's been doing for years. This is me making up the lore of this trip. I think every other trip has been in Oklahoma. That's me inventing that. So Maybe, yeah. How are you doing, Trev? i sure it was. James, big, big dong, chat. What's up, chat? I'm doing great, James. I got a haircut yesterday. If you can see, I'm wavy today, bro. Like you could, you could just go down right here and just take it, man. Little left for you right there. Get barrel. Get in the greenhouse. Get shacked in my hair. Baby D, did you get a haircut? Uh, I did last weekend. Okay. Because Jake got, got a haircut. One, you got a haircut. We're going on our trip tomorrow. We leave tomorrow. Yeah. Jake loves taking a trip before the trip. Like the All-Star game, when we showed up, he was on a weekend bender before that. Now he's going to be on a Get weekend a bender and show up to this yeah. trip. He's a trip before the trip guy. Yeah, I would I would talk some smack about old Jakey boy, but you gave me the rundown of your guys' night before he left. The 1.45 in the morning pod straight to the 6 a.m. flight. He He was... He was grinding, so I'll give I'll, I'll give it up to Jakey boy. I hope he's having a good time, but guess what? I don't miss him right now. Yeah, no. It is funny for me because his seat's just empty. <laughs> 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 if you had a shot of just his empty seat, I don't know if you know it. Just like that's that's where he should be, but he's not here. He's golfing. He's playing thirty six rounds of golf in three days. There he is. Psych. Empty. What kind of golfer is Jake? Uh, he's really. I, I, I haven't played golf with him or seen him golf since college. He had uh, he plays, so he had a membership to, like, the shitty public course in our college neighborhood, so he would go. Um, he's pretty good at uh, approaching the green shots, the flop shot. Okay. Uh, I think that's, at least back then, I was always impressed with his ability to pitch it, you know, the high, arc, the high arcing flop it right on there. I... Uh, you know, just like me on the blitzball field, he's got a, a a bit of a hate himself mentality. I played with him once, and he flubbed like three shots in a row, and he looked at all of us, and we were on hole one, and he, he said, if I don't hit this shot squarely, I'm fucking leaving. And we are like, okay, all right, here we go. And uh, he was serious. Like, he would have grabbed his bags and walked off the course and not played hole two through 18, and uh, he hit it squarely. Oh, but, yeah. You know, people need to relax when they golf. It's too hard. We think you're going to be a good golfer, dude. That's like, you have to my golf that's so much to be a dude, good golfer. That's my attitude. Like I don't yeah. give a fuck. I do this three times a year. I also yeah. like 
I'm not going to play by the rules. If I want to drop it and take another shot, I don't care. 100. Like, <laughs> there's no money yeah. going on here. I'm not trying to get good at golf. Like, I'm literally here to just be outside for 18 holes and have fun. It's so weird when you play with people that are, like, strict to the rules golf. It's like, buddy. Like, <laughs> well, what? there's a bunch. I have a bunch of friends who are just, like, very average to below average golfers, but they get the whole setup. They look real good. They want to play all these like skins games and best ball and all these scrambles. And I'm like, okay. And they take it so seriously, but they all suck. Yeah. It's not like you're good at golf. I don't have any friends that break par, which I know is like a huge thing. Yeah, it's like, pretty, being you know, a scratch golfer is pretty Like good. I would say like if you're good at golf, you're like a six and below, six handicap and below. Yeah. And then you can start to be like, oh, I'm mad I, my approach shot was 20 feet from the, from the pin instead of 10 feet, whatever. But Dude, like, you want to know what also relaxed. is bullshit about golf? I played with my brothers, my brother-in-law, my dad recently, and I wasn't, like, I was driving the ball straight, but I wasn't going that far. Uh, and then halfway through, I'm using rental clubs. My brother goes, why don't you try my driver? And then I had the furthest drive of the group. Like, I can't consistently mm -hmm. do that. But then I used it the rest of the way, and I easily was, like, just going so much farther. I'm like... Well, that's stupid, huh? Yeah, equi that equipment your equipment can literally sure. change your skill level like that. That's a dumb sport. Yeah, because they have to be fit. It's and, not like basketball. Like you get right. to like choose a different, like you know, here, just use this smaller ball. Now it'll go through the hoop. It's the same for everyone. Equipment should be regulated. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> if you play against Boom. someone that has really, really expensive clubs, and you're don't have expensive clubs. They're not actually better than you. Maybe. You have no idea. It's not an evil pl even playing field. All right, enough of golf. Let's talk baseball. <laughs> um, did you watch the baseball, Trev? A little bit. I've been getting into it, but my I do my best. My basement uh, where I'm going to have my little man cave set up is getting renovated, so I haven't had, like, cable TV or access to even my little office, so... I've been watching bits and pieces. Obviously, the Yankees are great. The Mets I know about. The Giants. The Dodgers. It's all pretty good. Uh, you want to just start with the NL? I'm leading off. Jakey, you're supposed to lead off today. I'm taking over. All right. Here we go. What happened in the NL? Well, Jim, I'm going to tell you. The Mets got a Twitter pep talk from Stevie Cohen. And they still went and lost two out of three to the San Francisco Giants. Who? That's just what they do. They win two out of three every freaking series. 7-5 Giants, 3-2 Giants. And the Mets came back in game three, won it in the 12th inning on a Kevin Pillar go-ahead three-run home run to avoid the freaking sweep. Giants just do the damn thing. Bryant had two home runs. Longo comes back, four hits with a home run off of Stroman. Uh, who did pitch uh, extremely well. Uh, sounding like the Mets are going to shut down DeGrom. Baez could return from the I.L. on Sunday when eligible, and the Mets are optimistic that McCann can avoid the I.L., but I think I'm declaring the Mets dead. They lose two out of three to the Giants. Moving on, the Brewers take two of three from the Cardinals because that's what the Brewers do. Two nothing Brewers, six four Brewers in ten before the Cardinals avoided the sweep eight to four. O'Neal with the go-ahead three-run homer in the fifth inning of Game 3 to avoid the sweep. A lot of cool stuff happened here. Uh, Cardinals offense 
Beeson, Goldschmidt gets six hits with three extra base hits. Edmund, four hits with three extra base hits. And O'Neill keeps going off. He's having a really good year. Uh, cool thing that happened in this one, you saw that Wong stole the base off of Molina and took the took the bag all the way into the dugout and had him sign it. Uh, Cardinals are kind of back. They're playing good baseball, but they lose two of three to the Brew Crew. Uh, Padres at Rockies. Padres, what is you doing, baby? Rockies sweet, because that's obvious they're at home. 6-5 Rockies, 7-3 Rockies, and 7-3 seven, seven, Rockies, and 7-5 Rockies in the third game. CJ Crone, what a guy. Six hits with two home runs. Blackman had two home runs. Cronenworth did the damn thing. And our guy, Will Myers, two homers in the game. No Padres starting pitcher pitches into the fifth inning. Arietta and Weathers give up five Ernie's a piece. Crone had the walk-off in game one after Grisham had the game-tying three-run home run in the top of the ninth. That set the tone for the whole series. Rockies sweep. Braves go into Miami and they sweep the Marlins doing what they gotta do. 12-2 Braves, 2-0 Braves, then 11-9 Braves. They slashed 278-410 with 472. They crushed the ball. Freeman had nine hits with four extra base hits and a homer. Austin Riley, young thick. Riley had six hits with a homer. Uh, Braves scored seven in the fourth inning of game one, including Freeman's three-run homer and Duvall's two-run homer. Hey, guess what? Ion Anderson's coming back. The Braves are looking good. Four games up in the division? What the <laughs> F? <laughs> Moving on, Phillies go into Arizona. Phillies, what is you doing, baby? The Diamondbacks sweep them. 3-2 D-backs, 4-2 D-backs, 6-2 D-backs. What the heck? The Phillies did not hit, Jim. Jim, guess how many players recorded more than two hits on the Phillies? Three. None of them. No D-back starting pitcher gives up multiple earned runs. Bumgarner goes eight innings pitched with one earned run. More on that later. Phillies fall four games back of the Braves in NL East and five games back in the NL wild card. Hopefully Hoskins will be activated Friday. They need something. Phillies, what is he doing? Moving on, Pirates at Dodgers. Dodgers sweep, obviously. Brule. Is that how you say his name? Was the opener twice. 2-1 Dodgers, 4-3 Dodgers, 9-0 Dodgers. Muncie goes off. Uh, Pollock goes off. Seager goes off. It's the Dodgers versus the Pirates, people. It's the Dodgers sweep because, obviously, moving on. Last series I'll be talking about, the Cubs go into Cincinnati and take two of three from the Reds. Reds, you don't need to be doing stuff like that. 14-5 Reds. Great first game for you. Then 2-1 Cubs, 7-1 Cubs. Ian Happ, our John Boy Media's own Ian Happ goes off. He had five hits, two home runs. Matt Duffy, my guy in Schwindel, six hits a piece. Votto does his damn thing. 2,000 career hit in game one and three homers. Or, excuse me, 2,000 career hit in game one. He's one of 35 players in MLB history with 2,000 hits and 300 homers with one franchise. We love Joey Votto. Cubs take two of three. Man, a lot of what is you doing from the NL, huh? We were so pumped up yeah. for the NL East to be this crazy race. Imagine if it's not. Imagine if the Braves never look back. I mean, they got a four-game lead at this point. Imagine if, And they got guys coming back. They pick up, like, two more games in the next four days. Like, it seems possible. Who do the Phillies go to play? 
they play San Diego, two teams that just got swept. And then, but and the Mets are still on their their tragic stretch of games. The Phillies have a or the Braves have a chance to be like. They do well in the lead. That's insane. They already are well in the lead. And it happened like that, Jim. I know. Like people have the Rays winning the East in the AL, and they have a five game lead. But if you're a Yankees fan, you know your bias is let's do it, let's get close, let's beat them. But I even it's going to be very, very hard if if not remotely possible. And if you're not a Yankees fan, you think of it as like no way the Yankees are going to come back or anyone's going to come back. It's the Rays' division. The Braves have a four-game lead now. That's nuts. Fred, what happened? Freddie Freeman. They're just all doing the damn thing. I hope we go back Braves to chaos. Infield. Like, I don't want it to just be even from here on out. But Philly's getting swept. What are you doing? What is you doing? BBD, hits the passing button. Give us Pass the news. Him. Referring to the Darno extension? Yeah, give us the news. Everybody wants to hear Braves it. Braves extended Darno. Two for 16. You know what I love? You know I what's coming away. next, Jim. What's that? Career earnings to date. Darno? Don't add the 16 that he's getting guaranteed here. I want to know to date. I don't know. 50? 30 M's. 29. All right. I was trying to be, to be nice. Exact. and John, I didn't want to undershoot it and be mean, but I, I didn't think it was much. I mean, how many big contracts? Well, he's got seven. Yeah, seven years in. Um, I think he's got one other free agent deal, but um, nice man. You know what I love about signing Darnell right now? Hmm. Morale. Ooh. Talking to you, Trev. I know how much players yeah. love gassing up other players, and when they see a player sign, that's like a big like good for you. Let's do it. Like you know, exciting moment. They're four games up now, plus. There's some goodwill in the clubhouse and some claps and backs and celebrations. Seems like the Braves. Seems like a, a good strategic time to announce it in the clubhouse. I like that. I like that. And, yeah, the, the morale in the clubhouse right now has to be through the freaking roof. You get Darno to the contract extension. You're winning ball games. Ion Anderson is coming back. I think Yanoa is either back or about to be back. He's back, I think. I don't know. But – Gosh, dang, Braves. Dude. Freeman, we got to mention, had the cycle. Second cycle of his career. Yes. I got Jason Isbell. Great tweet about it. So he's a professional what baseball player. He's very good. Freddie Freeman's very good. And did I, I've told you guys before, I played against him when he was a very young man in the International League. Young, skinny old Freddie Freeman could rake. I think he was 19 years old in that league or something like that and absolutely raking. International League is AAA on the East Coast for anyone that doesn't know. It's not called that anymore. It's called like AAA East. Now I'm going to go look up how old he was and what he hit. Okay. Go find it out. We'll stay in the NL East. Um, We've been ending there uh, lately, so we'll start there. Obviously, the Braves, uh, good for them, man. And we talked about that. Philly's getting swept. You can't get swept, guys. That's supposed to be your easy schedule, but good for the D-backs. I mean, Gilbert throws the no-hitter, and now they're just pitching their dicks off. They're just, like, the D-backs are like, we'll play spoiler. We'll beat the Padres. We'll beat the Phillies. You come in here with hopes, you leave without them. Diamondbacks baseball. That's insane. They swept the fucking Phillies. And the Phillies, like, needed to go. They're like, okay, let's go take a pit stop. Was it a was it a look look ahead game look ahead series for them? They said the Padres are 
We're going there. They're focused on that, and they get swept by the D-backs. They're trying to lose games. They want the first overall pick. I don't know, though. You know, Gibby had a good game. Um, the the Phillies just didn't hit. Like, not having a single yeah, player. No, didn't hit it Not having all. a single player record two hits in a series. I mean, how'd that feel, Trev, if you went to a city and you played three games and you only got one hit? I mean, obviously, if you go no hit in a series, that sucks, but one hit's got to feel pretty much the same. Yeah, it's not good. But so, you're one hit in a series, you're one for 12. So everyone on the Phillies. Every single person. I mean, they're, There's not a single batter on the Phillies that walked away from that series and said, well, at least I got mine. Or like at least like is taking a positive, like I can build off that into the next. Yeah, and, and I don't know how it is now because I've heard like something about they changed the balls there. They don't, they're using a humid, uh, humidor now or they're not using one. I forget what it is. But you used to go into... Arizona, and if you didn't hit two homers, you're pissed. Like that's that's a park that you can rake in. What's Trev's stats in Arizona? Not, I only I only played there one series. I think you probably raked though. Series. Probably. I mean, but and and I mean, so the the Diamondbacks had, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on Diamondbacks because, but I like what they're doing. They had Gilbert make his first career start. He throws a no hitter, right? Uh, versus the Phillies, they had Humberto Castellanos make his second career start or second start this season. He goes 5.1, one earned run, um, second career start. And then and then they got bummed doing the damn thing. I don't know. I don't know who I'm more impressed with, the, Phil- the Diamondbacks pitching or the Phillies bats. Probably a, probably a little bit of both. I'm upset uh, with Zach oh, Wheeler. Freeman. I'm upset with Zach Wheeler. Oh, why? Why? Six point two, six earned runs against the D backs. Mm. And in in mm. a in a stopper save the sweep game. I mean, come on, this guy's even talked about Cy Young. Cy Young's are stoppers. <clears throat> not bleeders. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's tough. I got Freddie's triple A stats up. He was twenty years old. So he was seven years younger than the average person in that league. Uh, 319, 898 OPS, 18 home runs, 35 doubles. I mean, that's incredible. 20 years old. That is incredible. Huh. Uh-oh. Trev, I'm not sure you want to hear these. Ooh. In Arizona, three games, all 2011, one for 12. Hmm, homer, though. Yeah, one is a homer. So you got yours. Yeah. Do you know who it was got off? Mine, baby. I do. It was off Ian Kennedy. I took him fucking way up. Top. Yep. Sorry for cursing, but it's a ball. The the only, the you're only, putting it in play. I'll the only that player that you and Jesse Winker have both homered off yeah. of. Ian yeah. Kennedy. Which brings us right to the Reds. What'd they do? They lost two or three to the Cubs in a time where they needed to go as well. Yeah. You can't be doing that, Reds. I mean, you got the Padres getting swept. You're playing one of the seven teams that are supposed to be easy wins. So, did Passon's article just light a fire with all these seven teams? How did the seven Passon teams perform this week, this this weekend, or this week? Pretty well, pretty well. Two of them swept. The well, the Rockies weren't on they there. Two or three. They were the, they were a half team. But on the, the away, the, the home Rockies, everyone knows, sure. are good. Uh, the Marlins got swept. So there you go, P- one point Passon. The D-backs sweep, one point against passing. 
The Pirates got swept. Passing's up two to one. The Cubs take two of three. It's tied two to two. Uh, we're dipping into the AL here, but I like the exercise, so I'm continuing to do it. Mm-hmm. The Orioles get swept. Passing's up three to two. Were the Royals on there? I don't think so. The Rangers were on there. Passing's up four to two. The Twins, did he have the Twins as a walkover team? No. You wanted them. He didn't have them. Nope. Four to two is six, so we're missing one team. I've completely lost. Nationals. Focus. Nationals sweep, so it's tied three to three. Or whatever. Four to three. Passing still wins, but barely. He lit some fire, some bullets and board material. Passing always wins. Just W's. Yeah. Who else didn't we talk about? Card. I mean, Dodgers do the damn thing. They got the Mets right now. Look, Giants do the damn thing. They went two of three. Should have won. They had a, they had a chance to win that third game against the the Mets. Longo came up in a pinch hit situation. Um, second and third, or maybe it was even bases loaded, less than two outs. All he has to do is sack fly game over. I think it was the bottom of the ninth, and he popped up to the infield. So then they hung around, ended up winning the game in Pilar. But the Dodgers, we've been saying they're lurkers. They're a shark coming for the Giants. It's getting closer and closer. What it, they're two and a half back now. The Dodgers are. Yep, yep. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. We, and I'll maybe I'll eat my words for the millionth time this season about the Giants. But you know, I don't think anybody would be surprised that the Giants ended up being in that wild card game. I have a question. Oh, that's so sad for the. I don't want to believe that. So I'm at sad. the point now where I the Giants have to win the division because if they have this season and in the last coming last weeks they slip to a one game playoff, mm. it's the saddest thing. Um, you know, just win it, that's fine. But still, just like the gut punch of like, oh my god, we were the best team in baseball for five months and now we're in a one game playoff. Like, I it's turned turned my stomach just even saying those words right now. That's what I'm saying. The one game thing, Jim, as fans, you got to love it unless you're playing. In it. Oh, yeah. Like I if said, I've said this a lot. Is. I wish the wild card on no one, yet I wish it on everyone because uh, yeah. it's just an emotional day. The Dodgers. Can I ask a question to all my Dodgers fans? I wasn't completely dialed in here. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like they went um, opener back to back. And bullpen day, well, Tamika White on the second day, they went opener, bull, full bullpen day. Jackson, Gratterall got in, Trinan got in, Jansen got in, um, to David Price, who's not one of their premier starters, then to bullpen day. That can't have, that could not have been the schedule. That had to be, it's the Pirates. Let's so. rearrange our, our rotation, right? Because because they have the Mets coming in town and so the second the third game against Pirate the Pittsburgh would have been a Bueller start a Walker Bueller start, um and the Is David tonight the the David Price game would have been a Urias start if they went on a four man schedule so I don't know if they're doing this a lot but yeah they got Bueller going tonight against Carrasco dude. Uh, Urias is on the IL. Mitch White. What's something? I don't know what's happening. Uh, I said something wrong. 
and the chat's focusing on that. But I, they answered my question. They got he went on the IL, but then they definitely pushed back Bueller for the the Mets. Mitch White. I said Mika. I don't know why. Okay, it's French for Mitch. So the Dodgers just Mika. treated the Pittsburgh with kids' gloves, and it they still swept them. Yeah. Okay. Good. For, good for them. <laughs> They have like five people who could win the MVP, and you'd be like, "Oh, nice yeah, to be whatever. nice to be able to do that, huh?" Um, the Mets, man, you're you're you have them dead. I declared them dead a few like a week ago, I believe. They only went on so. Wednesdays so far. In August, it's tough, man. I, I like their team. I like watching them play. I I enjoy Sh- Shea Station, our newest Mets podcast. I interact with them on Twitter. We did this morning. I made fun of the Mets. They made fun of the Twins, and then we both just kind of cried. Um, but can I ask you a question? I asked you on Twitter. I know you talked about it with Rose. Uh, I'm guessing there's a lot of people listening that want to hear your take on uh, Cohen's tweet. I don't know if we had this lined up later in the show. But no, yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I, I think that he can tweet whatever he wants. You own the team, you can use Twitter however you want to. I just I don't know what was trying to accomplish what he was trying to accomplish. Like I don't think any any but he's not like lighting a fire under anybody. It's fan service. He's trying to he's trying yeah. to present the storyline of I don't get it either. These guys suck. I'm a Mets fan too. I was talking to Peter Moylan, and I said, even I know I can't word a tweet like that. Yeah. You know, even I know you can't say it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. Like, that's like a in-the-walls in the speech pattern only. Like, I think if I tweeted that out, yeah. you would text me and be like, bro, shut the fuck up. Yeah, probably. And, you know, it's and I've never owned a business – you own a business. Yeah. You don't treat your employees like that. Like that wouldn't be like a motivator for you, especially not publicly. Yeah. I mean, like maybe Twitter. some companies do it that way. That's definitely not how we do it here. I'm a, I'd I'm a don't sit on compliments mentality. That's, that's the, the top down mentality I try to instill. Like I, you know, sit on insults, but if you think something nice or someone did something good, Make sure you let them know. Sure. First thing I told Erica sure. when she came yeah. in, she's got a video that she made on Talking Yanks. It's doing really well right now. First thing I said, Erica. Love Erica. Video's crushing it. Good job. I mean, you know, if you think something nice, share it. It's the opposite. I don't. I hate when people are like, don't say anything if you don't got something nice to say. That's the negative approach. Spin it. If you have something nice to say, make sure you say it. People like hearing it. But anyway, yeah, you know his 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 like pump up speech or what everyone perceived to be like a rah rah speech in the clubhouse, I think was misconstrued by a lot of people because Trevor May came on and basically he came on the Chris Rose rotation and said like it was cool like he just walked around the clubhouse, shook hands with everybody, like kind of like made himself personable and approachable, and that is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's completely different, and that was a week. These two incident uh, incidents were. A week apart? Yeah. What I don't get is, like, there's nothing new to his tweet. Like, yeah, man, they're having real bad time at the plate this season. Like, And then him saying the slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. It's like, dude, you learned about OPS two years ago. Exactly, yeah. Like, you didn't know what OPS was. And 
the team, the best teams have a more disciplined approach. You traded for Javi Baez, dude. Like, if that's not a shot fired at whoever okayed the Javi Baez deal, I don't know what is. And more on uh, discipline later. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. I had a good point against Steve. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, even the most, the best teams in baseball will also have a week or so that they're undisciplined and look like they can't play baseball. So, Steve, you got to learn. There's peaks and valleys in this thing, man. Like, there's no one that's consistent. There's no offense that's just completely consistent at all times. And it's baseball. You can, but the Mets have been unproductive and wildly unproductive. So, I'm not arguing with his sentiment. I'm arguing with, like, this doesn't need to be like. There's no good that comes from yeah. this. You you voicing this exactly. Uh, if you want to be the host of WFAN, like go be the host of WFAN. If you want to be the owner, it's probably a bad approach. But whatever. Shout out Keith McPherson. He's going on that, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hosting from midnight or 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. He's got the overnight. I like that. I like that for Keith. I feel like he's kind of like a night owl. Could handle that really well. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time because it's like, you know, it's kind of like when you have to wake up real early and you do like an airport run and you're driving before everyone else is on the roads and you feel like you got like a secret on the day. That's what a hosting overnight radio has to be like. Like, no one's fucking listening. Like, if And anyone that is listening isn't really going to be like totally mad, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just looking for an escape. Um, all right, good job by the Giants. Beating the Mets. Don't lose the division. Brewers take two out of three from the Cardinals, yeah. um, which, you know, Jake was drinking the Cardinals Kool-Aid. Uh, this this would have really helped if they took two out of three and jumped up a little bit. Uh, the Cardinals are three and a half back in the wild card, but there's so many teams ahead of them. There's three teams ahead of them, so I don't know. I'm not. They have a pretty soft schedule coming up. I think they, they play the Pirates six out of their next eight games. So you got to go take care of business. Like, I know we just saw some bad teams sweep some good team or good teams, but I, I think the Pirates are like in another level of kind of like bad. So go take care of business. Make this fun, Cardinals. Yeah. Like you're not obviously not catching the division, but that second wild card spot is completely up for grabs. How many teams are like in that? The second wild card right now. We have we have we have both LA uh, teams. Cincy. Well, LA and San Diego. Yes, LA's got it, um, and then San Diego. But then behind that, since he's one game, the Cardinals are three and a half. Phillies five, Mets six. If I declare the Mets dead, I kind of have to declare the Phillies dead. St. Louis, I'll keep alive. So two teams. I don't think the East is is producing a wild card contender. Anything can happen. I'll shut my butt. But right now, I'd. I, and I like my Reds. They didn't take care of business, but the Padres lost a game, so the Reds are now one game out of the second wild card. Padres are starting Jake Arrieta in games in Colorado. That's desperate. Kind of wild. I love Jake, but, you know, you'd figure you got somebody in 3A or... The Padres, for all the moves the Padres have made, and I know injuries come into play here, and but injuries have 
The Dodgers have injuries too. The Padres makeshift is makeshift mode is to go get Arietta, a team that DFA'd him to start for them in a playoff hunt. The Dodgers say, whatever, we'll just give it to Brule and Mitch White and we'll go bullpen bullpen days and win. Shows the depth a little bit. I mean, the Padres have great surface-level talent. The Dodgers' depth, guys you don't even know their name, and they're just going to come dominate, is insane. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anything else in the NL before we move on? I think we covered it, man. Okay. Killed it. You ready for the AL? It's brought to you by Canadips. Free to talk about it. It's brought to you by Canadips, Trev. Uh, You know a lot of people that dip. You played professional baseball. Did you ever get into it? No. Well, Canna Dips is CBD. So if you're looking to wean back on the tobacco, but you just love the sensation of the pouches in your mouth of dipping, you can do it with CBD now. Uh, you can now hang a huge honker of Humboldt County's finest without playing sneak from the wife in the garage. Canna Dip CBD is tobacco and nicotine-free and tastes great. A full flavor experience that's 100% all-natural. Sounds like they wrote this for Jake. You can now hang a huge honker of Humboldt County's finest without playing sneak at you from the wife in the garage. I'm Jake. Canada CBD is the fast acting and really works. Not another lotion or cream. Your manhood stays intact with this product. Twenty percent off sale won't last long, so head to CanadaDipsCBD.com. Rock John Boy twenty to take advantage of the deep deals. Nice. Also. Until August 31st, Canadips is giving away three grand in cash money for anyone to go for anyone to go to their favorite game of the year. Wow, that's cool. 3k to go to a game. I mean, if you're from certain areas, you're living large. I think get I think that gets you in the owner's suite in Oakland. Enter at canadipscbd.com and click on game of the year. We've been lucky enough through this line of business, to live the sweet life. We get invited to suites at Yankee Stadium. I've been invited to suites, or I, we've hosted suites at the Oakland Coliseum. The difference between those two places is so hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah, it's honestly that's a five-star hotel compared to a one-star hotel. Yeah. But maybe even a wider gap. Where was the suite in Oakland? I've been to a couple. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I saw, I saw the uh, no hitter. I saw uh, Mania, Mania's no hitter in Oakland against the Red Sox in twenty nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've been to one in the outfield. They're not expensive. Like if you live in the Bay Area and you want to pull together a group of friends and get a, a suite in Oakland, you can do it. It's not crazy. I'm like not a sweet at a sporting event guy. I end up in them quite a bit. Flex, my bad. Um, well, but I, I'd rather be in. The, I'd rather be like in the stands somewhere. It's just, it's, it doesn't feel. I agree, but it doesn't really feel like you're at a no, game. no. At Yankee Stadium, the seats are outside, and you're just like the mezzanine. Sure. So when yeah. we go, we just sit outside in the mezzanine the whole time, and it's like ten of us that are diehard fans. So you you feel that vibe. At Oakland, they okay. don't have they have they don't have seats outside. Like you have to be inside, and it totally I hated it. 
And then you and in Oakland it gets cold, so all the women always want to shut the glass because there's it's cold. And then you're you're literally it's not freezing. at the game. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, hey, Al. I was gonna say, you know, about the uh, the honkers in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. A lot of guys got to do that. Uh, I know a lot of people that have to hide and they go in the bathroom and do it. Yeah. Just stop dipping, guys. Tobacco's freaking disgusting you cbd we had, we did uh we did uh can of dips on uh a back alley at bats and the response from the people that used it and bought it and got it was awesome that's cool our sales team was like, like look at how many people are talking about using the deal and loving it i was like oh that's cool all right al We're going to start off with a one-game makeup set between the Yankees and the Angels. Cole, comma, Garrett makes his return from the COVID IL. He goes 5.2 innings pitch, one earned run, struck out nine. Gallo hit a two-run homer into the second deck. Albert Abreu pitches, uh, throws 1.2 shutout innings in relief. The Yankees win the one game. The White Sox, after losing a series to the Yankees, welcome the Oakland Athletics for a four-game set. They win the first three. They hit really well. They slashed 288-362. The A's did not hit well at all. White Sox starting pitchers Keuchel, Lopez, Lynn, and Cease have a 2-7 ERA. Their bullpen has an even better ERA. Uh, what did Liam Hendricks' wife told him? He was tipping his pitches against the Yankees, and that's why he really? was bad. Yes, and he said she always knows, so he came back. I'm going to go back and look. He came back and got the save. The A starting pitchers got rocked a little bit. Um, Robert, Luis Robert, had seven hits with a home run. Moncada had five hits. Chapman for the A's had four hits and two homers. Canna had three, but no other A recorded more than two hits. Uh, Lance Lynn got ejected in game three for tossing his belt to the ump after the ump asked for his belt. Bassett, really scary scene, takes a comebacker, placed on the IL with a fractured cheekbone uh, and his upper jawbone. He's undergoing surgery, so thoughts with him and his family and his camp. Hope he feels better. Very scary scene. Never like to see that. Good job by the White Sox, bouncing back from the loss to the Yankees and taking a nice hard-fought win against the Ace. The Red Sox came to Boston. They had a double header, uh, two seven inning games. And you said they came to Boston, they came to New York. Good correction. The Red Sox came to the Bronx and got swept by the Yankees. They lose both ends of the day night double header. Jordan Montgomery makes his return against Tanner Hawk. Very questionable bullpen management by Cora in that game. Then the rookie Luis Heel shuts down. The Red Sox as the Yankees win 2-0 on solo homers from Stanton and Voigt. Renfro had three hits and a home run, but no other Red Sox player recorded three hits. Only five Sox had multiple hits. Uh, the Yankees stole bases. They were fast. And the Heen Dog, Andrew Heaney, shut him down in game three. Rizzo and Chapman made their return and appeared in game three as well. The Orioles went down to Tampa, House of Horrors, and got swept in a four-game set. The Rays win all four. They get good pitching. For the first time in a while, they have a full series of good pitching. Starting pitchers, 2-2-5 ERA. Relief pitchers, 1-8-8. Orioles starting pitchers, listen up. The Orioles starting pitchers in the four games, 10-4-3 ERA. Gross. 
Jorge Mateo did have seven hits. Good, good job by him getting picked up by the Orioles. Uh, Lowe had seven hits with five extra base hits. Randy, the best ever, had six hits. And Nelson Cruz bopped two homers. No Orioles starting pitcher completed five innings. And all of them gave up four or more earned runs. Roche. Rays currently have the highest winning percentage in the AL. They have 75 wins. No other AL team has 71 or more. The Astros will go to Kansas City and lose three out of four to the Royals. I don't know what's going on there. Their pitching uh, was pretty good, I believe. No, one starter blew it, but good job by the Royals, man. They came back in some games. They hit. The Astros' only win came in extras. Perez, go-ahead, two-run single in the eighth in game one. Hanser Alberto, go-ahead, two-run double in the sixth in game two. Dozier, go-ahead, two-run home run in the seventh inning of game three. So the Royals came back in the first three games. Bummer. Mariners sweep the Rangers, and now they're only two and a half games back from the Red Sox in the wild card chase. So the Mariners were up against that cliff, ready to, ready to die, and they're fighting back with their little tiny sword. Anderson versus Hearn. Hearn gets the sponsorship from Whataburger, so shout out to that. Mariners starting pitchers absolutely yeah. dealt, Trev, in the three games at a 0-9-3, ERA. Twins took two out of three from the Indians, Two games going extras, both extra inning games um, being won by the Twins. And the, the other game was a walk-off as well, right? Polanco, three walk-offs, correct? He had two in this year's. More on that More later. on that later. Angel swept the Tigers. There you go. That's your AL. Otani hits the 40th. So many things Otani's happen amazing, in the man. AL. <laughs> Otani is. I, I don't even know how to talk about him and make it so it's like worthy of what he's doing. It's hard. It sounds fake. How much like hype, but it's all real. You know. We might hear about him soon. And I feel okay. like I feel like he should be accumulating more war. <clears throat> he's almost at an eight, I believe. Trev, you might be hearing and about like, that later. Wow. Can I just talk about like I looked up. <laughs> War seasons? Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> or are you going to do all that? Um, I didn't do any researching stuff. I have a tweet that I pulled aside. Okay. Do you know who the leading war season <clears throat> ever is? I did this on Sea Rose. I don't even think he's close, by the way. Oh, he might be close. There's a guy named Timmy Keefe. Oh. In 1883, he threw 620 innings. That helps. And he got a 20 war. So I don't think Otani's going to get there, but we should just erase all that. Yeah. <clears throat> like, come on, dude. 20 war. Um, let's, uh, let's start the AL stuff in the West since we started the NL and East. Oakland loses three of four to the White Sox, right? But... The Astros also lose three of four to the Royals. Now, Oakland losing to the White Sox. All right, that's two playoff teams playing each other. Houston, you had a chance to pick up a lot of ground. Your rest of your schedule is easy, but after our conversation about how Houston has such an easy schedule, a lot of Houston fans, or actually maybe like one or two, said, yeah, but we play awful against bad teams. Yeah. And here they are losing three of four to the Royals, who are an under 500 team. The Houston Astros are <clears throat> 45 and 29 
against teams over 500. 45 and 29. 16 games. 16 more wins and losses, if my math's correct there. Mm-hmm. They're 26 and 21 against teams under 500, only five. So they are not great against weaker teams. Now, I'm still not worried about the Astros. I still think they're going to win the division. But you had a chance here to beat the Royals, and I think you had the lead in every game uh, because the White Sox were doing your bidding for you. But that that division still remains only two and a half. So sucks that the A's didn't pick up any ground, but they didn't lose any either. Yeah, what's, what's, what's the problem with Houston right now? I don't know, man. I, I tried to go through the game logs here and, and see what happened. And uh, it didn't really. Hit. Yeah, they didn't really hit. I couldn't find much. They yeah. their bullpen um, failed them in game one. Stanek and then Yimi Garcia, who they traded for, um, didn't back up. Odo, who didn't have a great start himself, <clears throat> in game two was a low scoring affair. And I, I think again they it was tied going into the sixth when um, Framber in the sixth inning. He was one out away from closing out the six, and he gives a double up to Hanser Alberto on an 0-2 pitch. So that's just like a – that's not good. But that's that game's probably more on the offense. The, only, the yeah. offense didn't do a lot. They just had an off-series. Off they've been great all year. I mean, look at their team OPS is 775. Every Basically, every damn starter except for Maldonado has over an 800 OPS. That's, that's what you like to yeah. see. Not worried about the Astros. Me neither. Um – but you could have keeping it at two and a half. It's more of a win, even though the even though Oakland lost to the White Sox, they're they still you know they didn't get that hurt. I think is my takeaway, yeah. because what are they? They're now they're tied. They're they they own the second wild card, and they're still two and a half out of their division. So for losing three out of four, and that still being no movement in the standings. Besides, they did lose. First yeah. in the wild card, but they're still a wild card team. Not bad. Yeah, and it could have been worse. That um, Olsen hit a, a bomb against Kopech in the final game. And, you know, once they bring that those relievers in White's, uh, uh, in Chicago for the White Sox, that's usually game over. Yeah. So he got a – I think it was a hanging slider. He just crushed it. I kind of like to see that because Kopech's been so good. Still a young guy, obviously really feeling himself. And then here comes Matty Olsen. He's like, dude, I do this year in, year out play. You think you're going to flip a slider over to me? And he just walloped it. Um, Shout out Bassett, too. I think he's feeling better. He's been on Twitter making some jokes about it. So that was a scary situation there. Yeah, very. And then uh, Lance Lynn got ejected for tossing his belt to the ump. I did the breakdown last night. He did. I, I uh, again, was on the phone with Moylan. I went through it with him, and I was like, this is crazy, right? And he was like, that's so crazy. Now, noted friend of the program, umpire Dale Scott, said he had to eject him. I, I don't think so. Uh, MLB needs to install official warnings because the whole problem is I can't be shown up like that in front of everyone, you know? And if they give a warning... No one knows it unless it's a warning for like hit by pitches and they walk out and they warn both benches. But on a personal level, an umpire can't let the whole stadium, because they're worried about their fragile ego, ego about being showed up, 
They can't let the whole stadium know, like, that guy did that and I didn't say anything. I think they need to institute an official, like, yellow card. Right? Because, sure, Lance Lynn shouldn't have sure. tossed his belt. I, I don't actually think Lance Lynn was just, like, lightly tossing his belt. I don't think it was, like, rude. Guy asked for his belt and he tossed it. If you want to, like, make sure that he knows you didn't like it, and you'd be like, that's when the whole stadium knows, oh, Lance Lynn just got warned. If he, he better not say anything else because he'll get thrown out then. And it's a much, like, better situation for everyone because right now, umps just throw people out. Like, Castellanos yeah. talks shit after his the first at-bat of the game, uh, two teams trying to get the playoffs, and he says, you're really bad at your job. And the umpire just immediately tosses him. Like, let's instill a warning system. And there is, like, there's warnings, but it, it's nothing. It's the ump just says, I'm warning you. And then you can say, but, yeah. and he says, you're out. And then they say, well, I warned you. Like, unofficial, the whole stadium knows. Castellanos has just been warned. And then, then... It's on the player. Like, if you get the warning and then you talk shit again, no one's going to be on your side at all. The fact that MLB umps can just go, boom, you're gone, is so silly to me. And I understand it. They want to protect their ego. There's just nothing else in place besides an instant ejection. It's so stupid. I don't, I don't mind, like, a yellow card, and along with the yellow card comes a $500 fine. Sure. $1,000 yeah. fine, donated to charity. Um. But yeah, that's, to throw somebody out over that's kind of ridiculous. I I said it, and then my Twitter was full of it. You can think that Lance Lynn was being rude. I don't, but you can think Lance Lynn was being rude. But if you think you have a you have a Lance Lynn bias though, yeah. But if you think that warrants an instant ejection, and you're not part of the umpire union, you're just a you're so weird. If you think that warrants an Instant ejection. Your brain should say be there's studied. precedent. There's precedent set though, Jim. Because if you ever see you know a player get mad and throw his gear, if it's away from an umpire, it's a fine. Nothing. Or maybe you get whatever. But if you throw it anywhere towards the umpire, you're gone. So I think that's kind but, of like. But what that's it was, not the umpire but, said. I need your belt. It's true. He did ask. He did ask, ask for, for the, the belt. belt. Lancelin was down on the steps. And he tossed it up. Like I said, if that belt lands safely on the railing, like Lance was trying for it to land, no one cares. There's not a single soul that says, he should be ejected. He threw his belt. It landed on the railing right in front of the up. He should be ejected. But he missed. Or if it if it landed in the dugout. Say he got yeah. rejected by the yeah. fence and it landed yes. on the guy's feet that was standing yes. by the fence. He doesn't get ejected. Yes. I agree with that. And no, one's, and no one's pining for him to be ejected. So the people that think it's... He had to eject him. If you're not part of the umpire union, you're like dead to me in all future arguments. <laughs> it's it's you are, you are. And maybe I'm being as stubborn as I'm upset for them at being, but like you cannot. And now I did a breakdown when Buxton, I think it was Buxton, threw his batting glove. He was mad at the ump. He threw his bat down in frustration. Then he tossed his batting glove behind him towards home plate and hit the ump mm. in the face. Ejected. You're already mad. Yeah. The ump didn't ask, hey, can I see your batting glove? And you lightly toss it to him. You just <laughs> threw it in the ump's general direction. Ejected. 100% agree. Immediate. You cannot put yourself in a situation where you throw something at the ump's face. But this ump literally said, hey, I need your belt. And Lance said, here you go. And they ejected him. 
There's Jason in the chat says he hates when dudes throw the gear. He says, don't be a baby and make the bat boy pick up your stuff because you feel like having a tantrum. I will say there are times where it gets excessive and I don't like throwing the gear all the time. But dude, there's just times during a season where you're freaking pissed. It's your livelihood. If you don't perform, you're out. You don't make any money. They send you down, all this stuff. Like there's a lot riding. The emotion's very high in these games. And you know, we try to temper it as much as possible because it's not healthy for you to be pissed off all the time when you're not performing well. Like you have to find a way it's to get out of It's also some that. people's but there's just It's times, also some man. people's release. Like like uh, I've said this a lot. I'm happens. a big advocate for rage rooms for 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 little for little kids, little boys. I wish I had one. I would just go like throw rocks at the What's a rage like, room? Like you just go break shit. Because, like, some people need a physical release to let out anger. They can't. Otherwise, it's just bottled. So, it's like a safe. Yeah, that's exercise. It's exercise for some people. But, like, I would go, like, throw rocks at trees. That was, like, if I was mad about, like, being upset, I'd go to the woods and, like, break a stick. It works. What? It's a whole thing. It's, like, little. Are you, like, one step away from being, like. No, I don't get mad often. But when I do, it's, like, a. It's like I need like a like a stress ball or like something like physically. It's not nothing verbal would help yeah. me release that anger. Sure. So like when you see a guy break his bat over his leg, I'm not like what a baby. I'm like, "Oh, I probably helped him get get over it real quick." I had a buddy who didn't know how to do it and I would take him to the woods and we were and I said, "Hey, break this stick on that tree." And then I grab another. It's like the scene from Zombieland when they just go through the they break it. Here, take this stick, break it over the tree and then he was like, "All right." He was like smiling about it. I'm like, "Yeah, it works." So I don't care about throwing the equipment if you're mad at yourself. Like when when Paul O'Neill would beat up the water cooler because he was mad at himself, I don't care about that. Yeah. There's been some crazy But Lance Lynn wasn't even mad. You see him lightly, you see him go like this and lightly flip it. Like he pauses, aims, and lightly flips it. It's not like he just like sidearm shoved it at the ump. Like take it. He like literally went doop and flipped it. There was a little bit of... Go after yourself in the flip. I I get it. I don't think there was. There's go after yourself There's because dude, like, the ump's late to get there anyway. Like, <laughs> what's that about? Well, I think that was no. I think that was genius by Lance to come up with that. He was late. There's no specific. Now they're supposed to, to meet there. at the foul line. Yeah, but like you know, he could have been he could have been positioned in a way where he couldn't get there, and Lance maybe Fast. walked faster. I think Lance than had usual, to shit. Like maybe. <laughs> Whatever. What else? All right, right. I get, I, there needs to be a warning system. Rage rooms. Here we go. <laughs> Rage rooms are great. I do exercise when I'm mad. I exercise or uh, I make love. Yeah, like when I played hockey, like taking yeah, slap shots at the goal, like that, that will do it. But if you're not around that. Um, punching bag works, you know, like to punch things. I just never had one. How does it feel? Let's let's move on to the. What do you want to move on? The east? We're going staying west. Want to go west, Mariners? The, the central is like not worth talking about, right? In the AL. Well, the Indians and Twins is kind of a throwaway series. Twins have beaten, have won, I think four series in a row now. So good on them for continuing to fight, I guess. But you know, it's obviously too late for anything like that. Uh, we'll talk more about those wins. So we'll we'll, we'll table that discussion. I think we talk we'll talk about the Mariners. Mariners are just staying in there, Jim. We say sweep or get swept. They sweep the freaking Rangers. Yeah. 
And these guys can pitch a little bit. No, man. the Mariners were pitch. on the edge. I think we describe. I think I think I I agree with our description. Like they were on the edge, but they're fighting back these last couple series. They're three games out of the wild card, uh, so maybe we were maybe we were a little too eager to write them off. I still don't think they're going to get a wild card spot, but they go to Houston now, and yeah. Houston just lost three of three or four to the Royals. So. I think they're going to go to like kind of a fired up Houston team, a Houston team that needs wins, um, and we'll see how they do because they got they got three against Houston, and two against Oakland on the road. So real hey, good, man, they could do it. Real Look, good start to they the road trip. Do it, Jim. They're ten games over five hundred. Boston has looked not; they've looked bad. They have looked bad. They look like we thought they were going to look like. They're running out of gas. Boston? Their starting pitching isn't good. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've been saying that for a while now. I, I They had magic for a long time. I was jealous of a lot of their offense and a lot of their base running and stuff, but they were, they're wild on the base pass. But they, they're just – Boston's running out of magic. I mean – It's it's how is Seattle – I think – it's how Seattle going to play against Oakland. How many games does Seattle have against Oakland left? Let's check that out. Seattle has two against Oakland coming up this week, and then uh, yeah. at the tail end, they well, they have four, um, and then three. They got Come nine on, games man. against Oakland left. That's good for both teams, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you get hot, and you just got to get hot at the right time. You get hot at the end of the season while you're playing those teams, and it, it could happen, man. I don't want to. I, I want Mariners fans to have hope because I, I've been impressed. You know, it's taken a long time for me to hop on board, but they got some young dudes that can that can twirl it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I, the best thing that they have going for them is they're young, they're hungry, and it's a win. The season is not a loss if they don't make the wild card. Where the Yankees, complete loss. I think the A's, loss. I think Boston, I think it's a loss at this point because they were 13 games up at one point. Uh, You know, they weren't expected to be there, so you can say like, well, you know, but once you get 13 games up, it, it becomes kind of a loss. And the Mariners, it's not, man. Like, if they just fight this out and they play good ball the rest of the way but miss the wild card by three games, no one's going to sit there and talk shit about the Mariners' season. It's going to be nothing but they overperformed and they're on their way and they got more coming and they can make some moves. It's nice when you got a guy really step up for you, especially a starting pitcher like Flexen has. And you're just like, oh, we got a guy. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen for teams all that often. When you have someone come up, you're like, "Oh, okay, this guy's going to be a guy for us." Boom, lock him into our rotation for many years to come. Awesome. And JP Crawford's, you know, just a stud. I think he's got his batting average up to like 272. Yep. Let's go. It is nice that uh, Fulty pitched a good game for the Rangers. It's nice to see his career was on a weird path at one point. Um, yeah, Boston and the Yankees is complete reversal from what it was. In April, I mean, Cora made some weird bullpen moves, and he's been the secret sauce, and every bullpen move that Boone made, like, worked. Uh, The Yankees have now tied the MLB record for most saves in a row. They haven't had a laugher in a long time either way, which is actually, it's a good thing because they're winning. They've won seven in a row now, but they need to get there. 
They need to get some rest under him. But yeah. Who does Boston have coming up now? Texas? Minnesota? Cleveland? Okay. Good stretch for them to get back on on uh, the right path. They do, but I don't. I don't like their pitching. Where else are we going? I don't know. I think that might be it for the AL. Did we miss anything, BBD? Rays, Rays sweep. Did we talk about it's the them? Orioles? It's really good to sweep four games. The Orioles seems like they just like are like really losing. Like it seems like they took Buster only tweet, and the players saw Buster only tweet and was like, "Yeah, let's lose even more so this stops." I don't know. I don't know. Rays are so scary, dude. <laughs> like you just don't know what the hell is happening when you play them. And now that's a good series this weekend. White Sox going down to Tampa, I believe. Guess the get, White Sox. Guess the Orioles' record in August. not good it's like two two wins or three wins official guess they've played 17 games or 16 yeah i think it's like two wins two wins that's my guess 13 14 15 16 17 17 games they are one in 16 they have lost uh their last 15 games It's not fun to show up to the park. Guess like that. who gets to play them you. next, Trev? The Orioles? The Braves! Oh, baby, those Braves. Everything coming up Atlanta right now? Set up for another epic Atlanta collapse in the postseason? <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on now. I'm just kidding. I, they're my Braves. I picked them to win the World Series, Jim. Nobody's ha- nobody's happier than mm. me right we now. We didn't talk about Toronto at all. They're now four and a half games out of the wild card. Oh, Toronto's coming. What's that? They're oh, the they're IL. the IL. That's why we haven't talked about them. Makes sense. Let's do the IL. BBD, what you got? Only one IL series. Blue Jays at Nats. And the Nats, Nats swept the two-game set. They win game one, 12-6. Game two is closer. 8-5 Nats win in the Barrios game. Both offenses hit a lot. The Nats as a team had a batting average just under 330, uh, and the Blue Jays had a had an, an OPS in the 800s as a team. But national starting pitchers ultimately were the most acceptable of any pitching group with a ERA just over four. Everyone else pitched bad. Riley Adams had five hits, three extra base hits, and a homer. No other national records three hits besides. But Soto, Keyboom Bell, and Hernandez all uh, had two hits with homers. Hernandez and Simeon, two homers each. Bo Bichette, four hits. Uh, and game two was a matchup of trade deadline pickups between Gray and Barrios. Uh, Barrios went five and two. Belly hits a go-ahead home run in seventh inning. Springer goes on the IL again with a knee sprain. Boo. Julian Merriweather began a rehab assignment Wednesday. Stripling has been shut down with the oblique. Joe Ross won't return this season. Oh, no Tommy John. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'll brush past this real quick. Toronto, this was the most disappointing thing you've ever done. Everybody knows the two-game interleague series are just splits and you go on your way. Mm -hmm. If you're playing against a Jeff Passan weak team, the only option is split and no one cares, or you win both because they're not competing 
to get to lose both is, you know, just as disappointing as disappointing gets. So Blue Jays ruined everything. Nats, I think if I counted right, were one in twelve in their thirteen games leading up to this. So No, it's just sad, you know. You feel sad for Toronto. We all believed in you. And you go lose the interleague two game series. I have a <laughs> I've been looking at this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just have to ask the chat this question. Do we have any Mariners fans? In the sure. Chat? Chris Flexen. Yeah. Chris Flexen came over from the Mets. Okay. Mm-hmm. He pitched in 19, uh, 17, 18, and 19 with them. Uh, it says he's got 100. I don't know what's going on with his service time, but he says he's on a contract two years, 4.75. That goes 21 and 22. Has a 23 team option. But then it says he's not ARB eligible until 2024. I don't know what's going on with this guy. I think his baseball reference page is broken. Did they buy out his arbitration? I think the service time is wrong on the baseball reference page. Because none of that makes any sense. So he signed a two-year, $475 million deal with a 2023 club option. Yeah, but then it says he's ARB eligible in 2024, which doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. I need I need someone write in the comments, if you're listening to this on YouTube, write what happened with Chris Flexen, because I have no idea. How can you be R How can you be ARB eligible after did they just can can a team just buy out two years of arbitration? I have no idea. Someone's saying Korea or Japan. He came, so he went. He went there after, and then came back. I don't. Yeah, I'm so lost. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how that works. I'm just interested in general how how that would work. It says he came from Japan, so I guess that makes sense. They signed him to, in Japan for two for a two year deal with a club option. I don't know. Okay. Time to move on. Got to move on. Yeah, and Blue Jays, boo. All right, second half of the show. Individual performances. We're done talking about teams as a whole. This is brought to you by the JM Store. How about that? John Boy Essentials, the new line that they they, uh, made. The ad copy says, you see the shirt I'm wearing? But I'm wearing a... a You have one of the hats on, I think. A free Miller Lite shirt I got from like a bar that I wear a lot. But I am wearing one of the new hats because this is the style hat I like. The Taurus hat's always been this. They put that on. I think that's a hat there. Yeah, I think um, that's in that line. We got like some like the pocket tees and a tie-dye hoodie that everyone uh, in the office really likes and a bunch of more styles of hats. There's no doubt that you'll find something to rep John Boy Media and impress all your friends. How about that? We have a special discount for Talking Baseball listeners. Go to shop.johnboymedia.com. Use code TALKIN at checkout for 15% off your order. I like the pocket tees, and I like the hoodies that have the really small JM. I like the understated designs a lot. It's a whole new line that our graphics department worked on. So go to shop.johnboymedia.com. Click on the John Boy Essentials collection and use code TALKIN at checkout to get $15 off your entire order. How about there's some, that? There's some cool joggers in there that were a late ad that are a hit. 
A late um, at? Oh, there's joggers? I didn't see those. There's joggers in there now um, that What's I that have weather? a couple pairs of. You're, not, you're not a jogger What's that? You're not a jogger's guy. At the house. I don't wear sweatpants. I can't do it out of the house because I sweat so much. So then yeah. I feel yeah. Come disgusting. the cold times, you'll really like them because they are warm. But, but I even can't wear them to work because yeah. I just I just feel like I'm in pajamas. And then I... And all the sweatshirts are really cool. But I wear them uh, at my I house. I feel like, like Trevor Plouffe, and I'm not just saying that because he's here. I feel like Trevor Plouffe when I wear the sweatshirts. Wow. Ooh, yeah, I play, I just placed an order, Jim. So I'll have my stuff, uh, I don't know, whenever it comes. Badass. All right, let's go to standout performances. Trev, you get to go first. I am going to give my standout to uh, performance to Abasail Garcia of the Milwaukee Brewers. He went two for four with two homers. Uh, one was to save a game for the Brew Crew. Just a steady, steady ball player. One that was overlooked. I feel like he's always kind of overlooked. He's almost like Nelson Cruz light where teams just sign him. And he just performs really well. And then they get rid of him, and somebody else signs him for a short. I don't know. He's been on. He's been Detroit, Chicago, Tampa, and now Milwaukee, uh, having a hell of a season right now. Eight thirty-seven OPS. He's got twenty-three bombas with seventy-two ribbies. So, you know the the Brewers. You know they've needed offense all year. He's been pretty steady for them. So shout out Avasail. They used to call him Mini Miggy. I remember back that in the day when he was on the yeah. Tigers. Avasail. Yeah, he he kind of still has that. He's changed a little bit, but. Miggy's Miggy's hitting tree. I, we've talked about this on the show also is incredible. The guys that have worked under Miggy, played under Miggy, have gone on to be some of the best hitters in the game. Habasio being one of them, Nick Castellanos, JD Martinez, like fucking I wish I was on Miggy's team. Damn it. Hey, who are we gonna s- shout out? Who are we gonna see uh pitch on Sunday? When we're at when we're What's in that? Milwaukee. Watching Alvasail. Looks like we're going to see uh, Eric Lauer on the bump. Mm. Nope, nope, wrong. Ooh. Hauser. Oh. Ooh, Hauser. Oh, Mr. Puke. The only other game I've been to in Milwaukee was Hazard Puke he's, game. You know what sucks? is He's been forgotten about. Everyone talks about the big three. Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns. But Hauser's he's sitting with like a 3-5, yep. isn't he? That's not, that's not going to cut it. You don't get in the law firm with a 3-5, Trev. What do you got? A three, I think three five is like my cutoff for an ERA. That's like, all right, fuck yeah, 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 fuck yeah. I mean, any ERA in the threes needs to be respected, and I think baseball fans don't yeah. do that because they just compare everyone to the greats. But yes, they do. I mean, if your ERA, where's where's your line in the sand for like for a, a fuck clap, yeah. like you fist pump after the season? It depends on circumstances. Um, how you got there, but if you're an established pitcher, right, uh, and you're supposed to be a starter in the in the rotation all year, like that's what you are, then a then like around a three five. If you're under that, I'm like hell yeah, good season. You're now, stoked. if you're a rookie, yeah. like I think Jordan Montgomery's first year with the Yankees, he had a three eight five. But it was his first year. That's excellent. excellent rookie season. But a lot of baseball fans discredit high three ERAs. And it's like, no, those are good um, in this day and age. Actually, in any day and age. But you just got to. And then, obviously, if you're Garrett Cole, if you're Verlander, if you're Bueller, any of these people, 
you need to be like, you know, you're going to really clap for like under 3-3. Three, three. Like if it starts with 3-2, it's still like, good job. You that's That's not bad enough that you're not top tier anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, Wait, Peralta got yeah. injured? On a swing? Um, I think, I don't know how he got injured. I saw that he got injured. And look, Dude, someone I said like, it was a swing. I don't like that at all. Me neither. Nationals, they don't know who they're starting on Sunday. Tibbed. Who's Captain Tibbed? Good. Uh, standout. Speaking of ERAs, my standout performer is Madison Bumgarner. Now, I I brought him up maybe a month ago and said, like, hey, we hadn't checked in on him in a while. He's having a good season. He just shut down the Phillies. Eight innings pitched. Eight innings pitched. Three hits. One earned run for Mad Bum in Arizona. He's letting these rookies get their first starts, and he's like, oh, I, I can do that too. Um the lineup that he faced, Segura, Real Mudo, Harper, McCutcheon, uh, Bohm. Didi's not having a great year. Ronald Torres isn't going to be part of this. And Luke Williams. Okay, so, wow, that Phillies lineup drops off kind of steeply as far as power goes towards the end, huh? Yeah. Yikes. Yes. Philly's lineup is not nearly as deep as I thought it was. Just the BBD effect. It's deep. Pumping it's everyone's. Eh. It's a lot of dudes you expected to they be able to figure out what They got four guys with a slugging over f- that's in the fours and then no, no one else. Yeah. Unless Brad Miller starting. Reese is usually. out right now. Reese, that's okay. So Reese not being, he didn't get the face Reese. But anyway, Mad Bum, great job. Great job. Aiding's pitch. And speaking of season ERAs, He's down to 406 right now, Trev. So one more good start's gonna get him in the threes. And this I don't you guys remember, Madbum had an eleven twenty after his first three starts. After his first twelve starts, he was at five seventy three. So after nineteen starts to be down to four oh six means he's had a pretty good run. And in his last seven games started, he's got a one nine three ERA. And he's faced the Padres twice, the Phillies, the Giants. Uh, he's faced some teams in that stretch. So, Mad Bum, standout performance. Everyone almost wanted him to burn out because we're a terrible, crazy, mean-spirited society that likes yeah. seeing falls from grace as much as we like cheering on the rise. And he's just pushing it. He's just saying, yeah. no, not yet. Not yet. I'm still going. Yeah, that's weird how we do that. You, we bring people up, and then we want to bring them down. If you look at it's his very uh, ERA, by, ERA by month, Jim, 558, 558, 467, 22.5. That was only one start in June. And then, like you mentioned, July and August, seven starts, two ERA, July, two ERA, and August even better with a 188. Remember when when Kershaw had like a 273? ERA. Gotta go. I'm roboting. Wow. Wow. He's going to be back. Well, Kershaw had a 273 ERA in 2018, his 30 year old season. He didn't get Cy Young votes or MVP votes or All Star game for the first time in like eight years. And everyone hmm. was like, he's on his way down. It's like still one of the everyone, best. Everyone, like, including seasons. me and Jake. 
Thought he was on his way down. We just like we're saying. I remember it was like kind of a big fight we had with Trev on the RV. Oh, I don't remember that. Am I, am I sounding better now? To me, I assume so. I didn't. Gosh, I was saying that people were very eager to do that with Kershaw. Just like he's on, he stinks now. BBD says him and Jake got in an argument with you on the RV. It was mostly Jake. I stayed out of it, but I kind of agreed with Jake at the time. Because he was, because he had a two seven three ERA at his thirty year old season, and didn't get an All Star or Cy Young vote for the first time in eight years, and it's like, hey, that's still a fantastic season. <laughs> was I, I hopefully hopefully I was on the side of saying he's still a good pitcher. Yeah, you were okay. Yeah, I was more agreeing with Jake that like, oh, he's not like the same as like his peak years when he was the best pitcher I've ever seen. Yeah, but. Every, He's the, the best pitcher we've ever seen, yes. statistically. Yeah. Uh, he's got a higher right now. It's still 3-3-9. Still in <laughs> that, like, good season range. And he's in his yeah, 15th you know, season. Verlander went got through the same ring. thing. People wanted him to go down. All of a sudden, he's still the best pitcher in baseball, even though he's hurt now. He had a couple really good years there after people thought he was done. Yeah. Went to Houston. Did go to the Astros. Um, BBD, your standout? Guy who really could get standout every time he plays, but it's Shohei Otani. Uh, on the pitching end of things, he is probably his best start of the year. Eight innings, one run, eight Ks, six hits, no walks. Uh, people were saying he probably could have pitched the ninth, but Madden took him out. And uh, he gets his 40th homer of the year in that game, and we picked him in the homer draft, so it was a really good day for that. Uh, some Hell stats, yeah. Some stats on the season from Otani. Uh, that Sarah Langs tweeted either late last night, this morning. It was, it was this afternoon, uh, like an hour ago. He has 40 homers, which is five more than anyone else in baseball. He has 20 110-mile-per-hour exit velo homers, which is five more than anyone else in baseball. His opponents are hitting 0.75 against his splitter, which is the lowest batting average against any pitch uh, for any pitcher in baseball with a minimum of 80 plate appearances. He has a 1.58 ERA since the start of July, which is the second lowest in baseball among people with five starts. He has an 8B war on the season, which is 2.1 more than anyone else in baseball. He has a 7.3 F war, which is 1.5 more than anyone else in baseball. He has four, six 450-foot homers, and which is the most in baseball tied with someone. I don't know who. Uh, and he's the highest barrel rate in baseball as well. Jesus, dude. And guess what? BBD just listed all those beautiful facts, so great job on your standout performance. Are Angels fans still treating him like a child? Who? Don't know. Otani. What does for, that mean? For a while, you, you, they, they traded him like a little precious cat. Like when, when Adovino when Ad- said, when like, Adovino fuck said like, uh, like, fuck your birthday, they're like, how could you say that to Otani? He's nothing <laughs> but good and happy. <laughs> Like, it's his 27th birthday. He's 27 <laughs> yeah, years he old. He's dominating sports yeah, at every level. Yeah. I don't think he needs your sympathy. He's a savage. Dude's the fucking okay. biggest rock star in the world. I think he can handle a little shit talk on the field. But Angels fans were like, oh, 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 who do you think he's talking to? Um, He's the best, like, ever. Jim, do you know? We so- haven't seen someone dominate a sport like this. Le- legitimately probably since Babe Ruth stats in his first home run season comparative to the rest of the league or like w- some of those Wayne Gretzky seasons where he outscored and outpointed like complete rosters. 
I don't think we've ever seen someone dominate their contemporaries in such a way, in such a unique way. You look, go, go check out the single season war all time leaderboard. It's just a bunch of dudes in like the little brimmed hats and they're all black and white photos and they're all from the 1800s. And then there's Babe Ruth at 15, Jim. There's 14 better seasons than Babe Ruth. Say that. There's 14 better seasons than Babe Ruth's best season. Just so you know. According to baseball reference, 14.2 was his war that year. And there's guys... Old Haas Radborn had a fourteen point three, but but yeah, but, yeah, but like you know, Mike Trout's been dominating baseball for uh, the last decade, but the distance between Trout and second place in what he's doing wasn't nearly the distance between what Otani's doing and what the rest because he's hitting and and pitching. Yeah, like the gap of just awe factor. Is huge, and I'm. I, I think when Babe Ruth was like, "Hey, hitting in the air is cool." Like that had to be similar to this because we've just never. People thought this could never be done, and he's not doing it on an average level. He's doing it on. If he did this on an average level, it would still be getting raved. If he had a three six five ERA, making a start every game, and was top fifty somewhere around thirty in all the offensive stats, it'd be getting rave reviews. Like, can you believe he's doing this? We'd say he should get a lot he's of a, down ballot He's votes. a top player. He should, even though he's not dominating on either side of the ball, he should get MVP votes because he's a top 50 player on the mound. He's a top one player. Like, he's a top yeah. 10 player pitching and a top one hitting. It's, um, it's incredible, and I'm so happy the story is this and not what you just said. Like, he's kind of average on both sides. Like, He's, I love that he's dominating. He's really, he's going to usher in more and more two way players. It's not going to be like everyone's going to be a two way player just because it's so, you can't do that. But now that that's out there, that you, someone can do both, there's going to be more attempts at it. And there's going to be more successful attempts at it too. And I think that's really cool because, you know, I'm not saying I could have done both, but there's a lot of people that, you know, get drafted. They they can – I would yeah. love – this is what I really want to see, Jim. Yeah. I want to see a guy play like a shortstop every day. And then I want to see him come off of shortstop and be a high leverage reliever. That's what I want to see. And that's going to happen. And soon. I like that. It's a it's an easier path for like the next guy. Because I was gonna say the next guy that some team's gonna try and just do this for like the marketing alone. Like we got the next show. Hey, he's a two way player, two way McKay maybe. No, but like you know, and it's like it's just gonna be like, well, how do you follow up what he's doing? But yeah, if it's a reliever, goes from shortstop to the mound. That's cool. Comes in like like I want to see literally him little running. little league. I want to see him. Um, bottom of the eighth comes around. I want to see him leaving his shortstop position, sprinting to the bullpen, getting loose in that inning, <laughs> half inning, and then go pitch. Like, that's what I want to see. Before we move on, though, I love this. this is so weird to me. I don't understand how this happened. 20th best overall season for war. Any guesses? It's a pitcher. So that takes you out of it. Takes. I'm not in it. Pedro. 
It's the only in-color picture on the whole page. It's Dwight Gooden with a 13.3 war Ooh. season. That's Which awesome. is absolutely nuts. Is that is that his rookie year? Did he do that? Or maybe that's his 85 season. Yeah, it's got to be his 85 season. Yeah. Yeah. John Larkin in the chat says, I can't wait for that little leaguer who pitches lefty and righty to make it into the show. Already happened. Pat Vendit. Is that how you say it? Venditti, I think. Venditti. We've already seen a pitcher that throws with both arms in MLB baseball. Yankees farmhand. Uh, we've seen a guy throw with one hand. Yeah, we've seen a guy throw with one hand. Hall of Famer or gold glove winner with one hand. That's insane. Crazy. All right, Trev, we're going to do slump watch. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm out. You're out? Okay, we'll do it quick. BBD, take a big box. I'll be be back. (laughs) Slump watch. We had five guys on slump watch from last week. Fran Mil Reyes, Manny Machado, Jorge Soler, Bo Bichette, and Gene Segura. I know that Segura didn't do shit because he's on the Phillies. Uh, and we have more people to add. How many Phillies are we adding? Wow. More goes into putting me in a big box than people might think, so I'm not going to do that switch. Yeah. But the potential adds. Uh, JT goes 0 for 11 with a walk of this series. Lewis Brinson, 0 for 11, two walks. Mike Yaz, he was on a few weeks ago, I think, and, and we, he got, we got him off then. 0 for 9, two walks, four Ks. Brantley, 1 for 13 with an RBI, walk, and a K. And Adam Frazier, 1 for 12 with a walk. Yikes, man. All these people are on teams. Yeah. Huh. Are all five on besides Brinson? Brinson. All right. So uh, so Brinson's kind of an easy omission. Bo Bichette deserves claps. He goes 4 for 10 with 2Ks. Uh Good job by him. He's the definitive. He's off. Jorge Soler, he 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 needed a bounce back because otherwise it was like, oh, you're just bad again. He goes three for 12. Two of them were doubles. Three walks. walks. So he had a 400 on base percentage, and the Braves are winning. It's good vibes all yeah. around, so he's I'm not, taking him he's off. He's not striking out excessively. Yeah. Manny Machado went three for 13 with two RBIs in Colorado. I, th- I think we can get him off with claps if we leave him. Okay. Uh, and then Fran Mill. Fran Mill, we, the one was a homer and, like, kind of I'm taking care. him off because it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm definitely putting JT on here. The Phillies need him. Yeah. We're getting him off. I'm putting um, Frazier and Brantley on here because those guys need are needed. And then I'm going to take Segura off. He didn't have a good series, but Real Muto's is more pressing. Mm, we can get one Philly going. You want Real Muto besides Gene, right? Yeah, if you have JT going, going. That's the biggest advantage you have over any So team. let's put, yes. Yeah. I don't even think they need it. They're so good. But, okay. Easy peasy. Real Muto, Manny, Brantley, Frazier, yes. We just got them all going. Don't have to worry about them. They're on slump watch, but you can put it. Out of your brain, because the slump's ending soon. Is Trev still here? Did he leave for good? Not back yet. Oh, wow. He really left. Sad. Sad. Uh, All the Braves are taking their walks, says MAB, MAB in the chat. I've never seen one team have all the hitters, force pitchers, throw strikes at one time like the Braves are doing right now. Good insight. Mm -hmm. 
I like that. I like it. The Yankees are following a sim- similar formula on their turnaround. Yeah. I mean, are the Braves high on pitches per plate appearance? I would assume so. Go look into that. Why say? I meant to say this when we were talking about the Rays and the AL recap, and it's half turning it into a Yankee thing, but really it's a compliment to the Bra- to the Rays. Yankees made up. 10-game difference against the Red Sox over the last six weeks or whatever. They made up, like, no ground on the Rays. I think the Rays have, if anything, gained. I guess they couldn't have gained on them, but the Rays are just still ahead of them. Rays are good, and they're They're playing Baltimore. The the Braves are below average in pitches per plate appearance, but maybe on the season. season, So maybe it's starting to come around a little bit. Yeah, curious Um, if it's for August. The Yankees are the best. Um... By decent margin in in comparison, they average four oh nine pitches a plate per plate appearance. The Mariners are in second with four oh one. That seems close, but it is pretty close. Then the Giants are four oh one, and those are the only three teams that average four pitches four. per plate appearance right now. Yeah, the Yankees were kind of always doing that a bit. Just when they would hit it in play, then they were it was all double plays and everything else, and nothing fun. Where the Braves, I'm guessing, went from not really doing that to doing that. Yeah. Uh, the Braves foul off a lot of pitches, so good job. All right, Trav, let's go into in fuego. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Freddie Freeman, your dude that you played oh in AAA God. with. Nine for 13, two homers, a triple, a double. Hit for the cycle, two walks, 733 OBP. Brandon Lau. Seven for 15 with three bombs, seven RBIs, and a hit by pitch. Took it for the team. Carlos Correa hit. Astros didn't win a lot of games. Carlos Correa went off. He went seven for 14 with a homer. Good for him. C.J. Crown for the Rockies, putting the Padres to bed. Six for 11 with two homers. Ian Happ of the compound. Lego. Go Go check it out. Listen to new episodes on whatever podcast app you use. Ian Happ. And we're going to be hanging out with him in Chicago. He goes 5 for 10, two homers, so he's getting ready for our visit. Avisael Garcia, 5 for 11 with two homers. You heard about him. Teoscar, 4 for 8, two homers and two doubles. So didn't hit anything without a little power to it. And uh, Luis Robert, 7 for 13 with three RBIs, a homer. That's your Infuego list. Good job by everyone. Mm. Good job by everyone. Um, all right. Awards. Awards. Trev, you get to go first. Give me a sec here. I'm getting this all pulled up. My award is going to go to Jorge Polanco. I don't really have a, a name for the award. It's the walk-off winner award. This is something that's pretty special. He had three consecutive wins for the Twins. End in walk-off fashion, all by Jorge freaking Polanco, who became the first player in Twins history to record walk-off RBIs and three straight team wins. Obviously, like the obviously in Twins history, that. someone's done that. In fact, Jim, did Damon only two do it other for the players Yankees? on any other team have accomplished the feat in the regular season since RBIs became an official stat? That's Tony Pena for the Pirates and George Scott in 1973. For Milwaukee, I thought the Damon might have done it to the Twins in 2019. This is interesting about this. 
We're talking about the Gatorade showers. Who gave them the cold shower after each walk of the first one? This is an article by... Um, I love this guy. I want to give him a shout out. Uh, Doe Young Park. He's the Twins writer for the like MLB app, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a pretty cool way to phrase this. First Gatorade shower came from Andrelton Simmons and Arias, and they dumped an icy yellow bath over Polanco's shoulders. That was the walk-off against Tampa Bay. Ryan Jeffers was the next cooler, and that was full of water. Mm. And that was when he walked off the um, down the right field line in a 5-4 victory. And then the last one was Miguel Snow emerged from the dugout, and it was another cooler of Gatorade. Water. Oh. One out single off Cleveland reliever Justin Garza on Wednesday. So three victories in a row, all Jorge Polanco walk-offs. To get the chance to do that is statistically crazy. And then to actually come through with it is awesome. I love Jorge Polanco. He's had a really good year this year. And I bought him his first ever suit in the big leagues because I'm a nice guy. And Delman Young did it for me. So shout out, Jorge. Very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, my award is the um, the uh, this. What did I name it? I named it the uh, should be easy award. Should be easy award. Goes to Salvador Perez. Because it should be so easy to get this guy out. I don't understand how his numbers are so good. He has 15 walks on the season, Trev. <laughs> okay. In 119 games, he has 15 walks. 15 in 448 plate appearances. 3% of his plate appearances have gone for a walk. He leads the league in swinging at pitches out of the zone. Him and Javi Baez, and it's like a landslide. I tweeted out the numbers the other day, and they're at like 200. What was it? Let me try and find it real quick. Because I don't understand why you throw him a strike. He has 220 swings and misses at pitches out of the zone. You know, I don't know. Do you want and me to he has 15 that? walks on the season. Is it nothing but mistakes? Like Dallas Keuchel faced him, and he induced eight swings and misses in three at-bats and got him out. And he just didn't throw a pitch in the zone. That's very Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel can do that, though. I know. And uh, Salvador Perez has eight. Has uh, He has the most swings and misses in a single game this season with eight. He also has the second most swings and misses in a single game this season with seven. He has 220 swings and misses at pitches out of the zone. Javi Baez has 210. That's the one and two. They're close. Third is your dude. Uh, no, not, not Avisel. It's Adelise Garcia, the rookie, with 165. Yep. Salvi Perez has 60 more, 55 more than third place. So I don't know. If you're a pitcher, why are you throwing him a strike? He refuses to walk. It's so impressive that he has a 273 average. When, 
when he doesn't walk at all. Yeah, I, you spend your time time trying to get ahead of hitters, and old Sal comes up, and you just got to throw an outside the box. I don't know, man. That's a crazy stat. It's crazy, right? I was looking it up. I was I was trying to find who had the most swings and misses in a single game because I thought that was interesting. Like, what a bad game. And then it was Salvi had the most and the second most. And I was like, I wonder how many he has on the year. And then I saw the gap between him and Javi in third place. And I was like, whoa, those guys are wildly just swinging in comparison to the league. Like, he's got 60 more than third place. Think of how much more he has than the average batter. He, um, he's never walked. His career uh, average walk rate, 3.4%. He's at 3.1 this year. He's just striking out way more. 26.4% of the dang time he's striking out. But still having a great year. Yeah. Three and uh, a half war. It should be easy. Homers, you just got to be confident enough to throw something not in the zone to him. I think, I genuinely think, if you told your starting pitcher, try to walk him, try to try to try to walk him while being like two balls off the plate. I think that's like the strategy. Just see what happens. I love that he got an extension this year. I love it, man. He's 31 years old. They gave him a four year with a team option for the fifth year, $82 million. But shoot, he's earned it, man. Someone asked where Stanton was on that list in the chat. Stanton was like 20th, but the numbers weren't that bad in comparison. Stanton Stan is a classic example of people just hone on the bad. Dude's like, because he looks so bad when he swings and misses, because he just has he such does. a unique approach. But, you know, Stan's got a 126 OPS plus, and his numbers are, you know, they're not MVP, but he's got 263 batting average, a 362 on base, a 463 slugging, an 825 OPS, a 126 OPS plus. Like, that's, it might not be an MVP season for Stan, but you're not going to, you can't talk shit about those numbers. A lot of Yankee fans don't understand that because they think he's, like, terrible and having a bad year, and it's like, well, no, he's having a good year. And he's got like a nine-game hitting streak right now. But biggest case of people only see the negative when they watch Giancarlo Stan play because it's such a weird swing. But like you can't, Giancarlo, you can't talk shit about his season. He's having a good season and he's playing well. <laughs> and his like his clutch stats and his runners and score all the stats that you want to look up about Stan are good. But Yankees fans will will swear to you he's like garbage. It's like oh no, you're just assholes. If Stanton playing outfield now, and he's playing the outfield if now, Stanton yeah. plays like stays healthy for the next how many years? Yeah, another six years to play. Yeah, he could be a Hall of Famer. He could hit 500 home runs. He's got to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and he's got to perform at a really high level. But like, it's not out of the realm to say that Giancarlo Stanton could average 30 home runs a year. As a DH. No. And he's playing the outfield now, so, you know, good for him. Wouldn't that be wild? He's, he's been good. 332 career homers is 170 away from 
Uh, we're doing math pod now. 170 away from 500. Six years of ball left. 170 divided by six, less than 30. About 28, right? Right, BBD? I uh, wasn't listening to you. Because <laughs> okay. I'm a bad guy. He's got a chance. Uh, yeah. No, no, Stan's having a good year. It's just... And it, his numbers were kind of the only ones that were holding up besides, like, Judge, yeah. even when the Yankees were bad. Yeah. Does BBD get an award? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll keep it quick because I think we got to stimulate and, and kind of oh, get wow. out of Oh, wow. We got to stimulate? So, uh, so while you hmm. do that, I'll give... Uh, I'm running out of I'll juice. I'll give Jake's Peter Moylan award. Um, it's going to Freddie Freeman. We've, we've already shouted out a couple times, so I don't even really need to say much, but... Got an OPS in the one dot range in August. And, uh, you know, coming off last year's MVP year, yeah, short season. Just doing it again. He's creeping up. Obviously, Tatis plays out the whole season. He's probably MVP. But, uh, you know, he has missed some time. If he misses any more time, it's uh, up for conversation. And, you know, Muncy was kind of the chic pick for a little bit. Harper, when the Phillies got back into the playoff conversation, was was the fun Hey, look out on him for MVP. Braves have leapfrogged the Phillies. Freeman's really, really good. So just and Peter Moylan the other night tweeted, Freddie's gonna win MVP again. Wow. Two nights ago. And it, and I like I like tweets like All that. Right. We're gonna skip elevator talk because we gotta do the simulator and my laptop's gonna die and we're running long anyway. So here's the sexy music. Best friend of the week, Ian Hap. Hell yeah, Ian Hap. Jake's, Jake's my juice guy. He, he charges my laptop for me. He's gone. BBD, we have new playoffs for the first time in a while. The wild card game. Oakland A's are flying to the Bronx to face Garrett Cole. Rematch of the 2018 AL wild card game. Who's winning that game? The Yankees. The Yankees. Wow, good for them. The White Sox and the DS are going to Houston. We have... We have uh, La Russa versus Baker again. This has been happening. Houston. Houston wins it. Okay. The Rays then play the Yankees in the DS, a rematch of the DS last year. Who wins that? Oh, Yankees, but that it's hard for me to play this game when the Yankees are involved now. Now you have Houston versus the Yankees in the CS. Uh, Houston. Houston. Yep. Fuck. Feels right like thing. me correcting. Fuck. All right, in the NL wild card, at this point, you have still the Padres uh, going to L.A. to play the Dodgers. Dodgers. Dodgers are winning that. The Brewers will be hosting the Braves for the first time. Mm, Brewers, and it's not going to be fun for the Braves. It's going to be one of those ones we talked about. Oh, wow. In in this simulation, that's what happened. All right. The Dodgers will then head up to face the Giants in the DS. Dodgers. Dodgers? Dodgers versus Milwaukee in the CS. Dodgers. Dodgers-Houston in the World Series. I feel like we've seen this Dodgers. a couple times. Dodgers. Damn. Back wow. Back. On August 20th, my wife's birthday, the LA Dodgers are World Series champs in the Simulator, simulator, series. Good job by them. Um, two Katie's weeks. Katie's birthday. It's Katie's birthday today. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm. Uh, 
Shout out Katie. Happy birthday. I'm heading out as soon as we're done after I pee, I think. Um, and we fly tomorrow to go to Milwaukee. So tomorrow we'll all be together in Milwaukee or Chicago. I think Jacob's in late. I have no idea when it happens. Am I setting up a nice dinner for us tomorrow? You told me to do that. Do I need to do that? I didn't tell you to do that. Well, you sort of did. I did? Yes, yesterday. No, I didn't. You said we, you said we, we, going, we going for it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Um, I didn't. Well, you. I didn't say that you had to do it. I just said you want. I just told you. I know. I know a guy. Um, I don't know the plans. We gotta ask Sam. She's our schedule maker. So I don't know what time Jake lands. I don't know what time we're getting the RV. I don't late. know what time we're heading up to Milwaukee. I don't know nothing. That's true. I keep forgetting we're not flying into Milwaukee. Okay. Flying into Chicago, driving out to Milwaukee. No elevator talk today. Episode ran long. We will be together. Um, Monday's up. In yes, well, on on Monday, we're doing the episode from Brewers mm. American First American Family Field American Family Field. I keep forgetting that, which I guess should remember it since we're going there. We're doing the episode live from American Family Field on Monday, so tune in. We'll see you then. Love you. Goodbye. That's the show. Jake's sucks. Oh, yeah. Mm. The worst.